everybody. Welcome to Sonic Talk, episode 617, uh, recording today live on Wednesday the 29th of April. Sorry, I'm just concentrating because I'm doing things slightly differently this week. Usually we have a load of preamble. And I thought if I just hit go when the show starts, then I don't have to edit it and put it back up again. That comes from having just done 40-odd videos uh, with uh, the Superbooth at home edition that uh, we've just done. I'm just sort of trying to streamline my workflow. But anyway, that's probably not what you tuned in for. You tuned in for uh, Jolly Japes and banter around the world of music technology and uh, synthesizers and music production and all of those things that surround the making of tunes and such like. So uh, let's uh, say hello to everybody. First of all, actually, let's just say uh, thank you to our friends over at Isotope who are going to be giving uh, away a copy of Ozone 9, uh, which is a brilliant mastering uh, system. Uh, this is advanced, actually. So uh, stay tuned for that. There'll be uh, a competition about halfway through the show. We'll also announce the winner of last week's. But let's uh, go to our visitors and our clients, not our clients, what am I talking about? Our friends uh, in the in the outside world who are in their own isolation. There's Mr. Dominic Hawken there. I think your chair's know. dropped a bit, Dom. You've, you've kind of dropped down in your down? shot a bit. Yeah, you have to, you're, or you're slouching. Maybe you're slouching. That's better. I was slouching, actually. And to take your fingers out, your, your hands out your there pockets. There you go. Take fingers out my well. pocket. Sorry, there you go. <laughs> Dominic Hawken there, a studio uh, where he uh, does a lot of music. Actually, the, the lights are on, so I'm guessing you've rewired it and it's all happening again. Yeah, there's a bit more rewiring that have been done. And uh, I've been playing around with some modular stuff. I think last time I was here, I was just putting it together. So put all the modular stuff back together. Uh, everything's kind of working again, which is nice. And I've been doing some remixes for some friends in the meantime, which is nice, keeping my hand in. Um, but I was saying to you earlier, a bit of homeschooling going on at the moment. So it's kind of taking out big chunks of the day. So late nights in the studio and getting up early and then pretending to be a teacher. Big up all the teachers because they're doing an amazing job having tried to do it for the last couple of weeks. Yeah, no, fair play. Well, my daughter's a bit older than that, so it doesn't have to. So I, all I have to do is provide her with internet, phone credit and... Uh, um, technology so you know that's that i suppose that's you know which has its own challenges as well but uh, yeah fair enough uh dominic of course uh also making snuggle sounds which is a sleep help app yep. which might actually be very um apt at the moment it, it's an apt app yeah so if you're having trouble sleeping look up snuggle sounds on the app store snuggle sounds um it's really cool actually although i do say so myself and uh, the sales are up since everyone's been locked away so even though we're all at home i think a lot of people are having a few problems sleeping or chilling out so worth to look and obviously it supports me which is a, a very epic cause as well of course it is but thank you very much for that and uh, the plugs are, uh, plugs are absolutely fine in this uh, particular scenario it's absolutely okay and um, we also have mr yoad nevo there who's got a very uh, minimalist uh, set today we're not seeing his neve or uh, nevo sounds and we're not seeing the discs behind us. this is a totally new venue or at least uh, a, a new wall how are you yoad yeah i'm very well Actually, like like Dominic said, um, quite uh, quite busy because I'm doing homeschooling uh, with my daughter, which is challenging but fun as well. Uh, she reminds me a lot of myself in the way that uh, she's basically very rebellious, <laughs> uh, and, and anything that doesn't come to her like in an instant, she gets upset and she doesn't want to do it. So it's it's quite challenging to. You know, and I can totally identify with her on that. So, yeah, it's challenging. And uh, so doing that as well as uh, my work, my work for Waves, which is um, full on and 
a lot of mixing. So yeah, it's uh, you know, although I'm not physically in the room with people and uh, making music um, together in the same room or mixing or whatever, it's actually quite uh, quite full on. Yeah, but it's yeah, fun. it's fun. It's I can imagine. Of course, Yoad uh, does a lot of mixing, a lot of remote mixing, I'd imagine. His, uh, we've seen him in his studio before, and if you haven't seen we've done a studio tour, and uh, we did that great video with Yoad on uh, um, algorithmic reverbs. And I think we've got another one in the can, which we'll be showing uh, again soon. Mm -hmm. So that went down very well. Thanks for that, Yoad. And uh, we also have Mr. Dave Spears, G4 Software, who's there in uh, Splendid Isolation. X, is that some kind of Apple um, OS X thing? What's the X stand for? Or is it just X? It's a target. X employee, X. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I think it's a really old manky um, Apple. I think probably when they brought out OS X, they kind of dished these out to developers. Yeah, and this or one... something. Ah, yeah, yeah. I got it as extra large, and gradually I've grown into it, I suppose. <laughs> but yeah, Antipo needs a haircut. Ah, <laughs> Look at well, the state of that. Yes, I well, um, Dominic, I'm not sure you do, and I'm pretty sure no. I'm okay. Yoad looks fairly, fairly well trimmed as well. Um, well or certainly, you should have no seen me a couple of weeks ago when I did it because I tried to do it myself, and then <laughs> I had the wrong. Um, you know, the wrong length, and I had, and basically, Let's I had try. to shave <laughs> yeah, yeah. the restart, Oh, wow. Well, that's, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, uh, yeah, I, I haven't had, I did, yeah, I haven't had a go. I haven't had much time, but um, for those of you perhaps been watching Sonic and maybe keeping up with things, uh, and, you know, that's why we haven't had any reviews out or any other video content other than the Superboof stuff. Superboof is now done. We posted the very last video today, which is the Roland Phantom uh, video uh, with Ed Diaz, uh, which incidentally was using, again, this Roland video mixer technology, which I have to say is pretty fine. I'll just show you what, just quickly, I think I've got this Roland Academy. I'll just, I'll just place this up uh which funnily enough is a sort of topic anyway so i'll just paste i'll just play a little and bit and just find the ones that i tend to lean so uh, this is all going and the main uh v piano that line. i lean towards let's this, have a look. this Where east, is it? east coast uh, studio piano i just love the sound uh let's see man if it's really fancy pull it off so uh like so yeah that was oh actually i'm not that doesn't stop it does it um so, yes, we've done a lot. I think we managed 40 videos. I think there was only one casualty, and that was uh, Matt Hodson's live stream. We had some real technical problems, and so we are, uh, people who can't find that, have another look around, because I've, I've re-uploaded it with local recordings of his stuff, and it's way better. Obviously, full stereo. We did Scanner. We did In Body. Thanks to those for being uh, being game. Um, and, and it all kind of worked, um, more or less, apart from it turns out that we can't stream in via this call technology in stereo, which we used to be able to. Uh, I'll just give you a fact on that. And the, the fact is that auto echo compensation, which is common amongst uh, something called WebRTC, which is what is used to transport this video around the place, uh, sums everything to mono. So without auto echo cancellation, which is designed for, you know, not having headphones in and whatnot, it, everything is mono. So I'm trying to, I'm lobbying the makers of this software to disable that or at least make it a switch so we can get stereo in. But that's beside the point. Uh, but Superbooth was indeed uh, a lot of fun. A lot of modular makers, a lot of the big guys didn't really release their new stuff. And we think this is partly because the um, 
the way that obviously they're doing smaller production runs, perhaps we've got their stuff, so they haven't got to deal with much bigger operations, which have been much more affected by the world situation. So, you know, hence we had a lot of that stuff. But we did get a ton of videos, and I hope you enjoyed that as well. So, I mean, one of the things, um, the first topic really uh, was the Roland Cloud Academy, um, which is, the, again, this is their new directive. And now, you know, they've realised that they can't really get to in-stores. This is sort of accelerating this kind of notion of video conferencing and, and doing things remotely. So the Roland Cloud Academy have uh, added the MC, MC series and the Phantom series where you could sign up and get like a one a 15 to 1 kind of tutor ratio where you have a real-time lesson and, and, you know, exploring the higher features of their stuff, which I'm sure lots of other people. It's just an interesting idea. I think, um, uh, Dominic, you were sort of saying, uh, and Yoad as well, but th th this sort of acceleration of this kind of notion of remote working and everything being done you know via video conferencing and whatnot it's 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 happening isn't it and it's happening right now it is yeah and i mean it it, it was happening it's just kind of been sped up a lot hasn't it and i think um just looking at some of the youtubers out there who are doing um demo come educational style music videos i mean it's very obvious there's a huge range of abilities and understanding out there even just doing a few i started doing a few ages ago on the deluge and i just went right back to basics i said you know this is a sample basically you know right from before you even understand what midi is and i was amazed at the number of people who are like actually i really understand it now um and that idea of being able to get not just a one-to-many kind of YouTube style thing to get um, someone speaking to whether it be 15 or 50 or whatever. Um, obviously, work-wise, people are using Zoom a lot these days. And, and I've heard of people having sort of 50-seat 50, 50 meetings. As long as everyone mutes their mics, okay, it works really well. And, of course, it's way, way more cost-effective um, for the company to be able to do that. And, and actually a lot more personal as well. I mean, the trade. I've often wondered about trade shows, whether they're – for the trade or trade shows as in like large large super boost style events that involve the public as well rather than just trade to trade but there does seem to be more trade that gets done rather than um, service to the people and i think that that kind of direct approach works works really nicely um i think uh, in general there's still nothing beats a face-to-face -face, ultimately um yeah but it's, you know, learning is a perfect example when you're learning some software-based stuff or whatever. It makes a complete difference. I think in terms of, I mean, we've seen the change in terms of, the, of, of just sales of the equipment. People are buying things off of YouTube, um, kind of recommendations and demos. And this thing, the, the big leap was being able to judge sonic quality on YouTube, I think, because it was terrible in the early days you think well i wouldn't buy that off of youtube because it doesn't sound like it does in real life now it sounds like that now the tech is albeit the tech we're using now won't broadcast in stereo but that that aside as soon as you can hear things and uh people understand the the nature of chat and the nature of online conferencing and the nature of the fact that you know you don't all speak at once and you just sit back and listen and yeah. keep your questions to the point um, I think it's a brilliant idea, and big up Roland for doing it. They've really transformed themselves in the last few years into a very uh, leading company from a company that's always been a massive force, but perhaps was slipping a little bit in uh, in what the public was wanting. Yeah, no, I, I, that's a that's a very fair point. I think that uh, it's interesting that this happened quite quickly. But now, I mean, and they also happen to make some of the best. Um, video mixers uh in fact we just see we, we got hold of one for gaz to do some stuff because he's doing videos because we can't really have people in here doing product presentation or reviews coming in because obviously nobody can move around oh yeah yo you were saying the same sort of thing really i mean the trade show thing is i i mean i, I must admit i feel 
I like I've done a trade show. It was as exhausting, but I, don't, I haven't got the buzz from it because I didn't have the energy. There's the, that's what's missing. The energy and the meeting of the people. Yes, I mean you get all of these things that happen. You come back feeling like, yeah, great. What a vibrant sort of industry. Whereas when it's done through a lens, it's a very different experience. I think. Oops. Wrong button. Yo, uh, there we are. Sorry, I did beg your pardon. Yeah, I mean, uh, obviously you are very experienced in doing stuff on your own, but I always find myself that when I'm um, when I'm just sitting in a studio in front of a mic on my own, I feel a little bit silly, you know, and it doesn't have the the kind of um, vitality as as doing something live. Even the live, I, I just mentioned it before, the live uh, webinars. That that I that I did even you know just the fact that there are people watching like now in real time gives it a sense of kind of urgency and uh, and and commitment and when I when I do videos on my own it's a little bit I find it I need to work on myself because uh, because I enjoy doing it and I enjoy kind of um, relaying the, the information uh, but yeah it's it's different. But uh, those trade shows, though, and uh, the big conventions and all that, I find it overwhelming and, uh, you know, just uh, NAM uh, and all those. It's like, so may maybe there could be something in between. But, yeah, but I, I don't think that things are going to go back to exactly how they were before in any, in any aspect of life. Um, but especially in, on those big events, uh, because people, uh, and and also I see it on my my work uh, with Waves. You know, we've been working from home from home for the second month now, and there's really good productivity, and it's more to the point, and everyone is really focused, um, and we get the lot done, and. There's something missing, like the the water cooler talks and the complaining about in, in the corridors and, uh, and 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 all that. That's that's kind of we we miss that, but uh, we all do. We we just had a, a product sync meeting yesterday, and we all said that that we kind of miss that. But um, but otherwise, yeah, you get things done, and I don't know how it's going to affect, mm. like. You know the the industry, the, our industry, which is the one I'm I'm familiar with. Not to mention other industries, but uh, yeah, interesting times, definitely. I I would agree with that. I mean, I think the uh, that things obviously will change uh, enormously. Uh, but and I, the other thing that's really interesting because I've been doing this, you know, in really intensive kind of uh, multi-camera, difficult to set up tech things with you know, 40 people, you know, that's what I've done. I sound checked all of them and then videoed all of them. And I found we, some, a group of friends all got together and did a quiz for using Zoom. And I've just, I got, I, I got unreasonably apoplectic at their unprofessional note, the way that they were <laughs> conducting themselves in a year, in a Zoom meeting. And it was totally unreasonable because that's not the world they inhabit, but it's really interesting the way that, and in the end, I just sort of, this guy was just holding his bloody phone on the mic and it was just going all the time I said look can you King, stop that, and uh, and I just thought I'm, this is really not that I should I should just not be part of this because I can't I, I'm still working effectively in it, but some people find that very hard. Like my partner, she she would talk to me, 
to say to the group, even though she's just here and you could hear everything she was saying. You know, it's re it's, it's just some people just don't like that sort of thing. I know, Dave. I mean, I, I I imagine many of you haven't had the chance to see the Superbooth videos, but there's if they if anyone's seen any of them, there's a, there is a different vibe to them, obviously, because there's no urgency at the time. You know, you don't get look. I've only got. I've only got two minutes, you know, or, you know, look, if you can't get the setup, I'll come back in 20 minutes when you've got your audio set up. And then it's like, okay, we've, my next appointment is coming. There's the, it's hard to make it, bre you know, the brevity, but at the same time, you get a lot more detail. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's odd. I do find the whole thing. It's funny you saying about the quiz. My daughter's, uh, like, every Sunday night she's doing a quiz and we're all logging in via Zoom. And actually, Louise, my missus, she um, doesn't do any kind of social media or anything like that. So for her, it's been an interesting thing. And it, and, it, and I was trying to explain that you got you kind of got to let the person finish saying what they're saying before you interject, because otherwise, you know, they can't hear that you've interjected, and then the whole thing becomes confusing. So the first couple of weeks were quite entertaining. I was like, shush, 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 shush. But I found myself getting a bit uptight about the whole thing. It's like just... Don't say anything. When you don't need to say anything, don't say anything. But yeah, weird, weird, weird. I mean, I, you know, I did, God, I did over 20 years of trade shows. Uh, really enjoyed Superbooth last year. But I got to the point with Nam where it was just like, and I, 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 I suffer from tinnitus and it phases me. And that's, I always use the excuse to go outside for a cigarette as kind of my headspace time. But it, in a lot of cases, it was just to get away from this kind of barrage of noise. In fact, I spoke to somebody recently and he said that he, had, he and I had had an interaction in the past uh, and he intimated that it hadn't gone particularly well. And my first thought was, oh, maybe it was at a trade show where, you know, I was completely phased. Uh, and I probably ignored him, and actually it was nothing to do with that at all. He felt like he'd been a bit of a dick in emailing me about something. Uh, but yeah, it's yeah, it's funny. I don't, I miss. Well, like I said last year after Superbooth, I miss the interaction with people. But I prefer sitting in a room with people than dude. Yeah, people talk about social anxiety, mate. I get social media anxiety. You know, I'll type something out and I'm ready to hit post, and then I'm like do I really need to do this? And then it's like, delete, delete, delete. And I won't post loads of things. In fact, or I'll do it on my Facebook, but I'll do it just for me as a log of something that's happened during that day. Mm. So yeah, all, all sorts of things we're going to have to overcome. But like you had said, I don't think, but I had a really interesting conversation the other day with somebody very high up in uh, American media company. And they have three floors, well, they had three floors occupied in prime real estate in Manhattan. And he said, I don't really see the need for that anymore. Why would yeah. we go to the expense? And in fact, he was talking about his favorite restaurant in Manhattan. I think he said the rent was $125,000 a month. And that relied on the owner making even, breaking even, relied on all of the seats being filled all of the weekend. And he said, you know, when are you going to want to go into a crowded restaurant again? And I'm like, no, I've got no desire right at this moment. But I will sit in a garden pub, social distancing from people. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, anything that kind of circumnavigates that. It's a really interesting concept, actually, because we think about it, If you th the, the way we communicate on the telephone, we've, we've learned. You know, some people who... There are, there, there are still people who don't like talking on the telephone because you don't get all the visual cues and things. 
but we you you learn how to communicate with people on telephone and you do you wait for things to stop although it's a bit more real time so maybe maybe this 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 kind of new method of the multiplayer video conferencing conversation will affect the way that we communicate and affect the way that we um, listen to other people because we have to because of technology. I, I wonder if it, at a sort of so, a basic human level, it's going to actually change the way we interact because we'll we'll all be doing this, and then perhaps when we get together, there'll be some remnant of that's how you do it when you're in person, or whether that'll all come back. I think that's going really just going to have some very interesting social connotations. I think that we just haven't even haven't even considered, which is not very music technology, but I suppose it's technology dictating how we can and how we will future communicate. I think that's going to be fascinating in many ways. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. That, well, I, I hadn't, I hadn't even considered that as a possibility, but there, yeah, that's, that, that, I think that's fascinating anyway. Um, uh, I, I'm trying to think, have I actually got any topics? I think I do. Oh yeah. That was the Roland Cloud Academy stuff. You could search that up. In fact, we, like I say, we did the, uh, um, uh, two videos, MC and the Phantom and they the MC wasn't done with the Roland stuff, but because uh, um, they haven't set everybody up. But I mean, you can see they would normally be going to all the stores and you do a seminar and you hear it, don't you? All the time, salespeople go on the road where they do like training sessions on whatever it is. And one, they show up and there's only four people and another one, they show up and there's too many. So it means they won't have to be on the road. It's, and it's going to change a whole lot of things. But, uh, you know, in a in a in a good way, hopefully, maybe. I don't know. I mean, it's going to be tough on the stores, but uh, I guess we just have to figure out how to do it. Uh, I've, actually, I should, while I'm here, um, just, if you want to see, I haven't actually set a link up, but there's all of our Super Booth videos. Oh, there's a few poster frames missing. That's a bit of a shame. But uh, did anyone get a chance to see anything that made them think, oh, yeah, I wouldn't mind checking that further out? Or am I going to now embarrassing you, embarrass you all by saying, I, you know, I didn't have time to watch anything. I'm terribly sorry, because <laughs> I totally understand. That's fine. I gave them a, 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 a brief a, a, a kind of let's go down the list. And almost all of them, I kind of dropped in and saw what they were. I was I was um, initially surprised at the amount of modular stuff that was on there. And I know, you know, that's obviously easier to perhaps produce and, and, and react fast to these kind of situations. Um, there wasn't a vast amount of big stuff, if you like. There was some really interesting modular stuff. Um, didn't see much that kind of blew me away. I suppose Overbridge is a big release in terms of software. There were some software updates, wasn't there? I mean, what what having done all the, vi all the videos, what were the things that you would talk about and you'd go, actually, have you seen this one? Well, here's my top three kind of thing. Oh, yeah. Oh, thanks for that. You've thrown it back at me. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, I yeah, that it's interesting. I remember very little, uh, which is kind of strange because I think the thing is, is I'm so focused on the the workflow. Um, I think the the new uh, expert sleepers disting Mark for Mark. Oh no, I forgot what it's called. It's got a very long name, which is essentially two channels of that. Uh, um, but takeaways. Um, Sample playing modules for modular stuff seems to be quite big because people want repeatability for performance. So your Ian Body's piece was uh, was like remix where he was taking stems of stuff that he'd already done and then enhancing mm. it, but clocking it to his system. That was really fascinating. Lots of stereo filters coming out as well seem to be. Uh, and um, I'm just trying to see what else there was. I did have a uh, which one did I get? Was I can't remember. I don't know which one this is. Let me see. And we were hoping ah, to Mark Verbose. Um, Mark Verbose, um, the big takeaway from that was literally 
he said, I might have to go in a minute because my wife is overdue. Or, no, oh, we're having yeah. a baby. And I said, what do you mean having a baby? He said, actually, she was due two days ago. So he shot a video. We did a video with him, and he was literally waiting for the for the, for the the moment. Uh, so he gets the award for the most dedication, I think. Wow. Um, I'm trying to think what else. Supercritical synthesizers were great. Uh, the I, I don't know if anyone saw the piece with uh, George, uh, you, you know, Electronics. We did this kind of virtual tour. Maybe I'll play a bit of that. Uh, so, so are these prototypes or are these? Oh. Sorry, Yoad. I watched I watched the one and I'm really sorry for not remembering the the kind of integrated modular um, system with the sampler and the uh, sequencer and and all that that comes in a in a case in a modular case with the power supply that that looked very interesting and I was kind of uh, wanting to to hear the, uh, how it sounds. Do you remember that one? Was it AVP uh, or ALM? I can't remember one of those two. Was it a British guy? Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I don't remember. Um, but... with, uh, with, uh, <laughs> with the game arcade thing. Uh, with the oh, game that's machine. right, yeah. That was ALM, I think it was. This guy. Yeah, that, that, looked, that looked quite interesting. And I like the, the fact that the sampler, so the, the integration of the digital and the analog uh, with four million sounds, oh, what will you create? Ah. Take the free trial today. Let's stop working. Oh man, <laughs> everything, everything's gone crazy. Sorry, it's the the browser stop. Yes, that one. Look, that did look good. I mean, that that uh, there was also the Erica synth thing, and the the thing, the thing. And again, it wasn't so much the equipment; it was the story. Um, the Erica synth, because I, I was the Erica synth, for those of you who don't know, they make a lot of modules. There's a lot of stuff coming out from them. And, you know, we're struggling because they're, they're also very efficient because most modular manufacturers, generally, the time frames slip and you don't get what you, you know, you, that, you don't get the review. It shows up when it does. Whereas Erica synths are really on the case. And they're based in Latvia. And apparently in Latvia, I was talking to uh, Gertz and it was what I found was very interesting is Latvia was a, a, a manufacturing base for the Russian military technology and specifications. So they had these huge um, swathes of brilliant engineers. And it's almost like it's this, this, this electronic engineering and manufacturing is sort of built in at an infrastructure level. So he says now it's so easy for them to make stuff because they've got brilliant engineers. They've got brilliant, they've got the choice of multiple fabrication um, factories. They've got, you know, so they just go, oh yeah, well that one can make that one. This, these can do the metal work. And, and he's saying, you know, he was actually being a bit of a sort of trade emissary for, uh, for Latvia saying, you know, actually, People are starting to come and manufacture here because it's a, it's 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 a simpler thing to do than China because China is, is notoriously difficult because of the cultural differences and the and just the distance involved and the and, and the, the the kind of so that I found that really interesting but that wasn't really so much about the gear it was more about just the backstory which I was trying to get out of these because you know I most of these things I don't know what I'm seeing until it's in front of me and in some cases I'm not seeing a demo I'm just being sent a video afterwards of the demo so it's because of the way we had to put stuff up so I had to improvise a little bit there but that, that was I thought that was fascinating that, yeah, that kind of reminds me of the Polybox. I have a Polybox that um, someone has made that I bought uh, from, I think it was from Moscow, and it arrived, and someone did a MIDI mod for it, and they've used, uh, they've used like the tiniest wires 
and it was all weird and it's it's impossible you know it, it was and they sent it without any padding so they just sent the the case because it comes with a cover and they just posted it as is without any padding so we've got a little bit beaten um <laughs> along the way and we had to do <laughs> some soldiering and stuff like that but the that was that was uh manufactured in the soviet union i don't know exactly know where but that's what i know that it was manufactured in a in a kind of military factory facility and the switches on it i don't know if you if you on the polyvox remember though yeah weird it's like rice rice plastic or something yeah but it's like i really love the feel of it because it's like you know you know it, it it it's supposed to kind of um, go through an atomic blast and still be able to produce the perfect sawtooth uh, wave. Or like proper clunky. So, uh, that, yeah. Well, that's always good to know. I mean, or maybe a, 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 a pandemic, for instance, it'll survive that even. <laughs> uh, yeah, I know, definitely. I know, Dave, I mean, well, again, I sorry, I, I guess I'm asking someone who, oops. I missed that. Obviously, access virus comes to mind when you when you talk about pandemic. But uh, yeah, that's true. Um, I'm trying to think what the original question was. All of that technical jumping around is completely confusing. Well, the me stuff there. about samplers in modular is interesting. Um, I mean, I think, but if you want to jump to Dave, I don't want to steal Dave's thunder. Yeah, but. I mean, I know you're not not doing much in terms of modular, but the, the other thing that came up, and maybe this is something you could comment on, is that. Um, I saw, I think there was a headline in The Guardian that was just saying basically the global sales of musical instruments and technology has gone, taken a massive hike um, because, uh, I mean up, because I guess people have got, feel they've got time to do that thing that they never had before. Yeah, 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 I'm sorry, I didn't, I, I wanted to watch the scanner thing because I, I love Robin, uh, but I didn't get any time at all. Uh because after right. that last podcast, I ended up throwing myself into this mad project, which I'll talk about later. Well, that's I, I was just going to do the link for you there, Dave. But in fact, I think we should probably just do the uh, um, the ozone uh, business. So let me just uh, have a little message. So this is what we're giving away. Building on a 17-year legacy in audio mastering, Ozone 9 brings balance to your mix with never-before-seen processing for low-end. Real-time instrument separation and lightning-fast workflows powered by machine learning. Expect lower CPU usage and shorter startup times with Ozone 9 compared to Ozone 8. Experience fluid metering in a fully resizable environment that lets you track the most subtle details of your audio. Use more plugins at once, mix while you master without worrying about slowdowns or dropouts. And immerse yourself in a smooth, modern experience designed to keep you in your creative flow. As you can see, Ozone 9 is the fastest way to get your master off the ground. Thank you so much for watching. Be sure to check out our other videos and head to isotope.com to learn more about mixing and mastering and to download your free trial of Ozone 9. Indeed you can, and we thoroughly recommend you do. In fact, uh, we have a competition where you can win your very own copy of Ozone 9 Advanced. Uh, we're looking for the hashtag Polish the Mix. The Mix, that's not Polish the Mix, that's Polish the Mix. 
which has one L as well. It's one of those weird English language anomalies. Polish the mix as one word and the hashtag Ozone9 to at Sonic State and at Isotope Inc. It's a Twitter competition. Uh, just tweet that, but you can tweet any other stuff. Stick a picture in, stick any other phrases, wrap it in a joke, whatever you want to do. So uh, if you do that, we'll be entered for the competition. And we do have a winner from uh, last week's show. Let me just find that. Uh, oh, it's called Wojtek, which is a good Polish name as well, or a Polish name, depending on how you want to pronounce it. Uh, Wojtek Lepinski uh, at Wojtek L. If only I had Ozone 9, I could really make finer mixes. Well, indeed, you can. I will. So if you get in touch, Wojtek, uh, we will be able to provide you with the coordinates to download your very own copy to keep forever. Uh, yes, Dave, I was going to cut. I, I did mean, uh, I know one of the reasons you came on because obviously we had, uh, well, let me just play this first and then we'll, then, then you can explain. the way it ends in the G there, Dave, uh, almost, uh, the G4s. I don't know if that was intentional, but um, you get you get to watch that. You yeah. get to do the whole video because you 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 were the first guest on the first show, so you get the full uh, promotional. So um, we talk, um, yeah, I haven't heard that on, enough. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm just curious, did that come back at you at Stereo? Uh, no. Ah, okay. Just wanted to double check that. Um, so tell us what uh, what's the story behind this? It's obviously you know twenty years anniversary of GeForce. I didn't really want to do the big celebrations, but so what happened? Yeah, well, it all started here, and that's why I was, was just going to talk about it briefly. In that, uh, I think it was six one three, where like one of my I didn't I couldn't say at the time, but Jamie Little's like one of my big 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 heroes. I love his stuff. I, anyway, um. And he'd mentioned that he'd done those isolation loops. And I went over afterwards and kind of donated a little bit and downloaded them. Uh, and he'd done his vocals chromatically. Uh, I think he'd done like a 15 or 20 note range. And Chris and I had been looking for this way, you know, ever since this chaos had kicked off, we'd been looking for a way of kind of saying thank you to people who'd supported us over the last 20 years. Because like we're as surprised as anybody else that we've lasted this long uh and w it was just that moment i was like that's it because the tron has obviously been our big instrument we love the history and everything behind it uh we're obviously very good friends with the original company who made it in the uk and 
the choir thing just seems so apt because obviously COVID-19 completely screws your lungs, it hits that, and this just felt like an act of like solidarity and unity. And I hit Jamie up and kind of going, uh, can I use those vocals if I kind of tweak them a little bit? And he's like, yeah, man, go ahead. And then I just sent out a kind of round-robin email to a load of people who I knew had had their work decimated as pro musicians, particularly live work. And I didn't know what to expect in terms of response, but the response was amazing. Matt Berry hit me up with his, I explained, I need 35 notes starting from a bottom G to a top F. If you can't do the full range, give me what you can and I'll use Ozone and uh, I used uh, RX, RX saved my ass on so many occasions and obviously Melodyne to do stuff and I'd make sure the formants were shifted and I'll run everything by you before we even talk about releasing anything to make sure you're happy. And Matt hit me with his vocals within an hour and it just snowballed, which was absolutely brilliant for me and my headspace after this kind of, right, that's it, there's no going out anymore. Uh, so I was just, so that's why I haven't really seen anything because for the last few weeks I've just been tunnel vision and these files have been coming in left, right and centre. And what I love about it is they've all been done. It opened a dialogue between me and every contributor. And some circumstances are fine and other circumstances have been truly tragic and others have been difficult. So it just felt like this kind of real act of... And in fact, Jamie Little summed it up yesterday when I sent him through the very final version and he said, there is nothing more powerful than Voices United. And I thought that's so apt because he was kind of at the beginning of it. He was the guy that really gave me the idea. And then to give me that quote at the end was just brilliant. But yeah, it's been a real, it's been an amazing, it's been a very emotional experience, actually. I have to say probably the most personally fulfilling since Bright Sparks, you know, where you get that kind of emotional. And what was really fascinating from my aspect was when these files were coming back and some of them, I think one was done on an iPhone and others were done on kind of mobile rigs. And I'd have to, you know, I, I would have to do a reasonable amount of work. And Angie Pollock's stuff was really interesting. She's definitely perfect pitch because when I sling that into Melodyne and just really looked at it, I didn't want to iron the life out of everything, but she's like four cents either way from the, from the perfect pitch. And I'm like, whoa. So I got a real handle on that, their, their situations. Uh, the, obviously the recording stuff and, and building and, you know, having this kind of dialogue with some really amazing people. And there were people who kind of said yes, who've been, you know, very old lifelong friends. And there were other people who just kind of went, yeah, I'll do this. I'm a huge fan of this guy, Nate Williams, who is Jamiroquai's kind of other keyboard player, but he plays drums. He's like one of those really sickening guys. He's amazing at everything. I've played you stuff before. He does these EPs where he's just like, it's like Stevie Wonder with a different vocalist. Uh, and he gave me a load of stuff and just, yeah, it came in and we finally got it out yesterday and the feedback's been quite astonishing actually we, we would just like have it have it you know as a kind of thank you so yeah that's why i haven't unfortunately seen any of the uh, virtual super booth videos or anything else for that matter in fact even easter my missus is going are you coming down are you are we gonna actually have a oh, conversation yeah, I, forgot, I forgot about easter yeah as well yeah, so i think i think busy. we managed to i think we managed to order a chocolate egg for somebody but that was about it yeah i, I think here's so, my tech oh Look at the state of my tech oh dave so, 
on various keyboards hang on i've got to find that right i've got three keyboards going into this computer because on different keyboards only certain keys work oh yeah (laughs) so when you're talking about fighting tech (laughs) so you're the the rick wakeman keyboard warrior almost yeah i'm kind of like (laughs) the comma disappeared on two of them so i'm like dot 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 and then i have to kind of give an explanatory note when i'm talking to the artist going excuse no commas uh it's just that the commas have stopped and the other one i have to reach over to and i forget anyway yeah talk about fighting technology but yeah it's it was amazing absolutely amazing and the and the variations in people's recordings because of the you know whatever they'd got like angie went up to her mum's who was who's high risk so she was shielding so angie can't go out but angie took her laptop uh obviously matt had uh has got a nice studio uh nate was up in north wales he had one i had a guy in america who i've known for a long time who used to work for bob moog and les paul who's a really interesting character and i asked them for their experiences which we've put some of it in the manual and how they recorded their bits and he came back saying that his vocal booth is a confessional that he salvaged from the church down the road when they were getting rid of a load of it. And him and his wife, because at the time it was compulsory to take a confession before you got married, uh, did their confession in that very, what is now his vocal booth. So all of these stories were just like, so it was a brilliant. I had a huge oh, emotional attachment to this. Oh, what a great idea. And, and uh, I guess, uh, is it a big download? What's the, what's, what does it work out in terms of size? I think it's about five, 550 megs or something. So it's not oh, right. huge. I think we did about kind of 23 sets. And I remastered, in fact, somebody here remastered some of the Tron stuff. So we kind of did a mix and match. But, yeah, amazing. Uh, just a really brilliant experience uh, for me. And also, you know, Angie would comment, Angie would hit me up and kind of go, look, you know, for me, everything was dark. Uh, and this gave me a purpose and, you know, thank you kind of thing. So, yeah, from from my perspective, it's just like, thank you, everybody who took part. So, well, yeah, it's good. I think we did something special. Yeah, no, actually, I think it's good to have a project as well, isn't it? And I think that really helped, particularly if it's, it feels worthy. And it's nice when you get things that just sort of all seem to tie up as you know i mean for us it was the super booth thing and everything just seemed to work mostly you know the fact that i think we got one name tag wrong and poor matt hodson's audio tech was it but the rest of it was you know okay and everybody sort of seemed to get it nice brilliant brilliant yeah good well thanks for sharing that uh, no, I guess uh, I guess you'll be able to download your copies now, uh, gentlemen. If you need to get hold of your uh, absolutely your versions, absolutely. I, think, I, I think it's really it's really handy to have um, because you know most choirs uh, contact and all those they come they're very lush, but but they they all tend to be very kind of classical and um, choir esque, you know. And sometimes you want actually most of the times for the for the style of music that I that I'm involved in, it's it's ahs and oohs of like a few, you know, just a few voices and that's what you need and that's what you want. And a lot of times you send the artist to into the into the vocal booth to do that and it can take you an hour or two hours just to do that and then to edit it and then but what Dave has done here is like just giving it um for us producers to use and it's 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 a very uh, yeah that's a that's a very cool cool thing. I remember doing stuff something similar to that on a much smaller scale for Sound Better when they first launched, 
they did like a, also a freebie thing for contact on a much uh, smaller scale, but I still, I still uh, use it. Um, and I look forward to, to trying the, uh, the new choir on the Mtron. Excellent. I think, cool. I think you just got the title there. I think it's going to be either vocal booth confessional or confessional vocal booth. <laughs> <laughs> Big up, Dave. Well done. That's really an amazing thing. Uh, Yoad's right. A lot of the a lot of the patches you get are designed to sound amazing when you touch the keys, right? So this just bang. What an amazing choir. And trying to fit that into a track can be nigh on impossible. So, um, yeah, I've had a, a, yeah, amazing work. Somebody said that actually yesterday. There was a, a, a lady on my uh, Facebook. She said, you know, every sample library seems to be, I don't want a handle all the time. I want something that just kind of fits as a bed behind it. It's the first time I'd really considered it. But, you know, vocals, man, for me, like the U's and R's, it's just like calming. In fact, all the way through, I kept thinking of that 10cc. Yeah. I'm not in love. Exactly. Uh, but for me, it's... That's what I was about to say. You can't imagine the 10 CC uh, "I'm Not in Love" song done with a classical choir because it it would just not have the same kind of intimacy and um, and a lot of the, the Beatles stuff, uh, you know, everything we we know and love is all those back background backing vocals, uh, not backing vocals, but oohs and ahs are like one guy or two people going in and doing some three or four overdubs and that's it. It's not like a massive mm. thing. Yeah. Uh, that's true. Because then, yeah. So then it can blend within your composition and uh, landscape. Nice. Nice. Um, Okay, so uh, I wanted to get this last one in because uh, I know, Dom, you brought this up and I still haven't quite figured out uh, what the hell it is. Now, if I can find... Is that it? Yes. Uh, Urcam Flow Synth. Now, as far as I understand, this is an analysing script that takes an audio sample or an audio piece of audio and turns it into parameters that recreate the sound on Yuhi Diva. Is that roughly what da, we're looking da, at here? This da, is very difficult. That's so, it. Okay, so yeah, you drop, it in drop the samples in. It's a, it looks like an it looks like a Max for Live thing. So so it will try and synthesize any audio file. And it's I mean it's these aren't perhaps the most obvious examples. No, the first one on there is good. I mean, I, I had to really, I could be being doing a gross disservice here, but I think it's been put together by people who are more programmy and less musicians. Um, and it slipped under the radar. It's a project. Um, and a friend of mine picked it up and said, actually, this this is kind of like the future. I think this is really, really interesting. But it's quite hard to scratch the surface. I actually had to download all the codes from GitHub and have a look at what it, what it actually did. But the, the fundamental idea behind it, I think it's super clever. And it does actually work to varying degrees of success. So the principle, I think, is more the thing that's, that, that's of interest here, um, which is behind the whole thing they've said modern synthesizers are extremely complex and very hard in your head to imagine a sound and make that synthesizer make that sound so anything for me anything beyond your subtractive synthesis with oscillators and filters and envelopes it is hard to do that i can kind of hear something and twist some knobs on a subtractive synth and i can get pretty much what i'm hearing in my head to come out but as soon as you switch to fm synthesis um 
anything, you know, working with filters and stuff like that, it's hard. It's really hard. And I'm sure, you know, if it's hard for people who work at it all the time, when faced with a, a bank of knobs or a black box and a bunch of sliders on screen, it's not intuitive. Mm -hmm. So they started looking at different ways of um, editing sounds. And they just happened to pick Diva because in Diva, there are models of lots of different synths. So you can combine a Juno filter with a Moog oscillator. So they thought, well, it's, you know, it's a cool synth. You can control it. We'll use one of those. Um, and they've started building macros. So you might have a macro that says, make it brighter. And that macro would simply open the filter, turn up the resonance or whatever, you know. So they, 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 they applied sensible names to stuff. But even that wasn't, um, you know, it's helpful, but it's, it's not earth breaking or chatteringly uh, new um, and then they just came up with the idea as well why can't I just play a sound to it um, and let's just use natural uh, learning to see what it comes back with and we'll train it with a bunch of sounds um, and it will effectively try and map the sounds that we play and the library that we play into it to um, I think really what's going on behind the scenes is effectively it's trying multiple different parameters, you know, every possible combination till it finds the closest sound and then narrowing that down and narrowing it that down with natural learning. So one of the examples in there, he just goes, wow, 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 into the mic and it comes up with a bruh, bruh, bruh noise coming back, which is, you know, probably Diva's best approximation of doing that, but it's instant. But also when you give it a diva-ish sound, which is, you know, uh, a Juno filter with a, with a, with a Moogie oscillator, um, it was remarkably fast and, and it did it. So it just struck me as a brand new method, um, as a very, very early days starting point. It's always the second people through the, through the door that take the ideas and actually turn them into something huge. <laughs> so I think unfortunately these guys may have just opened the door, but if you can imagine it, um, I don't know if you've got a synth sound as we often do and you go do you know what i just wish that just had a little bit of a, a slightly different click on the front if it's on an fm synth that's hard that's really hard um or you could play uh, a sound that you've got and say make it more like this don't copy this sound but take the sound i've programmed in diva or whatever and move it in this direction. That's a really intriguing way of actually evolving your sounds. So when we've always been talking about artificial intelligence and the way it's affecting audio and music and pro synths and stuff, I think this is something that potentially has been overlooked, but I'm actually seeing working with this, with this code that the guys put together, albeit in quite a geeky way so far. It's interesting, isn't it? It's like it's sort of like analog resynthesis almost, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, if it, it yeah. it's almost yeah. It's interesting. I mean, Johan, you know, I know yeah, you've well, got like a lot of info, you know, your background in in this sort of digital technology. Yeah, I, was, uh, yeah, I just wanted to mention the uh, the Synclavier that uh, came out in the eighties, and it was um, using its additive synthesis um, engine. He was able, you, you were able, obviously it was an off, offline process and it was very, very tedious. You, you looked at the waveform and you kind of marked a point of interest thing on the screen that you would see in the waveform and then it will generate a frame, basically a wavetable image using additive synthesis and then it will run those in sequence so you could, um, you could, basically recreate speech and uh, and a lot of a lot of animated sounds um subtractive synthesis wouldn't be my my engine of choice for something like that because it's somewhat limited um 
I think that additive synthesis, especially with today's capabilities, um, is is the way to do something like that. And with that, because we hear a lot of additive synthesis in all the speech synthesizers, and they can sound quite convincing, some of them. Um, and that's how they they made uh, most of them. So so with with that. Uh, that could be, and, and actually additive synthesis is something that can run in real time, more or less. So you can be able, you would be able to, to basically sync to the mic and or sync to, to the synth engine and it will basically replicate. Um, the, the thing is that those things tend to sound quite like voc vocoders because mm. vocoder is the, the difference between additive synthesis and vocoder is kind of blurred and there's a lot of correlation between the two but i would choose uh, additive synthesis especially with today's capabilities um, and technology to do something like that i've not heard um, this particular uh, engine but it sounds quite inter interesting just to be able to create kind of analogy synth sounds out of anything you know I, I can't imagine if you play like an acoustic guitar strum that it will do anything you know or sound even anything close to it but it would have to be something monophonic like yeah I can imagine if you do wow 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 yeah well you've got the, you've got the filter yeah. to, to say so something and have it make because you need format filters and you need vowel filters uh in 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 order to um you know uh to, to to be able to replicate something which is quite complex as a voice as a speech uh but you got to have the ammunition in there. yeah i suppose so it's an interesting so it's like it's it's kind of like machine learning analog resynthesis i don't know it's hard to i i'm Dom, you obviously saw something in there that's kind of i haven't quite i haven't quite twigged yet dave dave you're looking a bit principle. puzzled as well the principle <laughs> <laughs> to me it's just just the principle the fact that i can say rather than twiddle some knobs you know yes you you shouldn't don't don't get caught up on the fact that it's diva this is just a guy and his mate proving the concept that they could play an analog synth the sound and it can approximate it and so they just gone off and proved it you know this is not a product or anything it's an open source thing that hopefully other people will pick up but the idea that i could play something to my synth and get it to change the sound and move it in that direction or get it to replicate my voice or whatever is, is a useful front endy thing for me over and above having knobs on it you know mm, um, i see what you're saying yeah 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 it's interesting, Dave, isn't it? That that's also Ercam as well, which I mean, I don't know if you remember Ercam. Yeah. Uh, for those, you know, Ercam probably in the well, seventies and eighties was the the sort of focal point for a lot of uh, brand new uh, ways of processing audio and synthesis. It was uh, based at the uh, George Pompidou Sound I don't think it still is in Paris, or whether it is or not. But I remember that was it was. I remember going to Paris and because I was into synths, and Urcam was this almost like a kind of pilgrimage. You know, it's like a holy grail place. I, have you ever been? Did you ever kind of uh, have you ever been had any dealings with Urcam? Because you use software stuff. So I mean, it's, it's, it's yeah, conceivable. No. I did. I got an invite once, but I couldn't do it. Um, but yeah, they had. They. I'm trying to think. There was something back in the early 2000s they did. I got a feeling it was distributed. Was it GRM tools or something they did? Mm, and they, anyway, oh, they I were. It was GRM a, tools. Yeah, yeah, it was an amazing brilliant. processor. 
Yeah. Confil uh, it was a complex comb filter with those two. Yeah, I love that. That was really good. Yeah. That was one of the first BSD plugins, I think. Right. Yes, I think you're it was right. Awesome. It was really awesome, and that was all done there. And I, I, I know people who've worked there on secondment and stuff like that. But yeah, as soon as I see the name Urcam, you're kind of like, oh, this is going to be really interesting. Sometimes it's a bit out there. But no, I, I find this quite intriguing. I'm often asked by... I like this idea of trying to marry the bridge between, you know, I, I'm quite obsessed by it, the kind of creative types and the engineering types. I had a job once in Italy uh, where they asked me to try and, because actually the two the two halves of the big company were separated by a big long corridor. And they said, we want you to try and kind of marry the two. So I talked to the kind of engineers a lot and talked to the creative guys. And I just came to the conclusion that the only way, in fact, I got called into the boss's office and he said, so what do we do? And I said, well, there's one solution. It's basically cocaine and hookers. That's the only way you're going to unite these two factions. <laughs> uh, so that went down, <laughs> went down well. But no, I, I love this because I'm also asked by uh, one particular artist in, uh, in particular who uh, to do sounds for him. And when I present those sounds, uh, he will say to me, yeah, a bit more orange. And I'll be like, oh, okay. So, but really, I'm just kind of floundering. And what about this? And what about this? My favourite one was saw. It needs a bit more saw. So I was like, what is that, S-A-W? S-O-R-E, S-O-A-R, you know, so you're kind of grappling in the dark. But if he had something like this as a reference, it's like I want a kind of combina a hybrid of this, this, and this, and this. Mm. Can you make me something that sounds lush from these That's sources? That might work. Here's a fun fact for, uh, I think, in uh, the chat room, see if I can actually get that back. Uh, uh, it's gone now. But uh, apparently the Delay Llama, which is one of the first, oh, another man. fantastic, which was just an animation of a formant filter and a delay of a Buddhist monk kind of throat singing, basically. That was apparently based on Urcam code as well, which is so, so that, you know, you can imagine the combined, the, the, the state resources that France have put, put into Urcam, you know, and that's like the pinnacle of... <laughs> <laughs> the delay law, I'm sure they've, they've done a load more stuff, but I mean, and, and interesting when they go to those kind of uh, the funding meetings at high level, at cabinet level, and they're kind of going, okay, well, what have we got from Aircam this this year, this last quarter or this last 12 months? And somebody goes, delay llama. Here, what, check this out. You know, just imagine. Delay. It was such a, such a cool little thing that wasn't it? Because it was, it was just an axis thing with a formant filter. It was utterly brilliant. I know loads and loads of dance artists at the time who were just like slinging that in loads of places <laughs> in the track, sometimes really right in the background. But when they soloed that particular track, it was like delay llama, isn't it? And they'd like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then sometimes it would be in the foreground. It, there was something really magical about that. Oh, here really we go. I, I, I just, people who perhaps don't know this, I've, I found it. I'm just going to see if I can get this. <laughs> That was it, basically. It does sound a bit like a 303, doesn't it? Hey, I just had a, just had a thought. Yeah. Maybe, you know, like, um, like they do emulations of old um, computer games. Arcade games, On your yeah. phone and on your computer. You know, maybe someone should revive all those old VSTs um, like the like those and the GRM tools, the GRM, G 
GRM tools were amazing. And also the first, I don't remember what was what it was called, the, the that green scene that you used oh, to code on the blow. I don't think the... it was even a plugin. I think it was a, a standalone. Coblo 9000. That changed everything for me. I walked past yeah, the Digi booth so at NAM, cool. and it was the Coblo 9000, that lime green, and I heard it, and I was like, this is the future. Yeah. It's oh, no, no. amazing. I, I, I'm, let's see if we can find it. Coblo 9 soft synth demonstration. Let's have a look. This is from somebody called uh, Ge- oh, this is Gearwire. So let's have a look. This is what it is. It's Gearwire Gear News as well. Wow. Vibra 3000. That's not it, is it? That was sort of cut down version. Oh, there it is. Oh, there. God, what terrible, terrible... You can tell it's from a long time ago because that is the video quality we're getting via YouTube <laughs> of the screenshot, unless I've just got poor bandwidth. It's entirely I want to know who did that originally. I think that was like somebody like Bomb Factory or somebody like that. But, yeah, it sounded... The 9000 was so aggressive and yet could sound really sweet. I'm so glad you mentioned that, Yoad. I had a conversation about that with somebody the other yeah, day and they great. were like, what? I'm seeing if I can find an well, actual synth, a synth demo. <laughs> no, it's, it's you know that the, the, there's nothing. Look, there's we've only got we've got Lin nine thousand, VP nine thousand, but there's no Koblo nine thousand. How interesting! I think it was uh, Artas specific, wasn't it? it Probably. Yeah. I can't, I can't remember. Don't quote me on that. But it did sound. I, I, honestly, for me, that was like an epiphany. Interesting. It's, it's funny, isn't it, when you, think, when you think about these things, you know, how, how, how various... Because for me, I, I'm trying to think whether the first synth that I really... You know, the VST synth, I think I didn't really get into them because I was more hardware. I think I probably... Mm. It was probably the Logic instruments that I first got into just because they were there and part of the environment I was actually spending a lot of time working in. So it's interesting how that... But I, I don't... And I, I and actually, I think we've, we've gone back to this, haven't we? Because I, I think when you go back to those really early Logic synths, ES1 and whatnot, they actually sound really... They still sound really quite good. They've got meaty, weighty waveforms. The ES2 is an amazing synth, and even the ES1, they're yeah. really, really good. And I sometimes use the, the, the... Yeah, the ES1 is so solid. It's almost like a digital SH101. Yeah, yeah. Uh, exactly, well, SH1 or SH2 or something like that with just that massive Roland square wave. It's just, it's beefy. Yeah, interesting. So, I mean, yeah, you're probably right. Maybe somebody should do a kind of uh, an arcade pack for old... Well, I suppose that's uh, that that's Logic. Are, you, are they still in Logic? I think they are, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. They are still in logic. Wow. Okay. Well, uh, we got we got to the end of the hour. Um, and thank you very much, everybody. I think we'll probably knock it on the head there. Um, if there are any topics left over, we might need them next week because, uh, as we know, news is a little thin on the ground. But maybe what's going to happen? Because I know that there were some releases uh, for super scheduled for super from the big, you know, the big manufacturers that maybe have been delayed. So maybe we'll see them in the coming weeks and months. I can't possibly say anything, but I'm certainly hoping so. Um, so, yeah, we'll see. But uh, um, thank you so much, uh, Dominic, for joining us. And uh, I hope, thank you. hope you find inspiration for your next uh, lesson. What are you teaching in Indeed. your homeschooling? What, 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 I'm what's doing your... maths and French and thankfully not geography because there is this. I'm all right at maths with a sort of coding brain, but uh, geography, is, I'm clueless, absolutely clueless. And a bit of music. We had a bit of music today. So recorder 
yeah, it's, it's broadly called music, but it can be a little great. <laughs> it can be a little grating. We've, I think we've talked about recorders before on this show. It's it's a love hate kind of thing, I would yeah. say. Yeah, I don't know, Dave. Uh, you look like you'd forgotten to say something there, but I'm I'm not sure whether whether that was true or you were just thinking about recorders. I was thinking about recorders. Yeah, being taught by a teacher who actually went to jail for child abuse not that long ago. Oh. And, uh, yeah, we were in recorder practice and he just kept saying to everybody, stop playing with me. And we always knew he was a bit of a deviant <laughs> sort. So, yeah. <laughs> Bada bing. Anyway, Dave, thank you very much for joining us and thank you for sharing you. the uh, the the GeForce. Uh, no, thank you. The, wouldn't, the honestly, it wouldn't have come. Wouldn't have come without being on 613 or whatever it was. Just hey, I'll tell you one, one very brief thing. One of the people I contacted was Andy Partridge, who uses MTC in everything he does. And, and he came back to me and he said, I'd love, I'd really, really love to do this because uh, I love it and I use it in everything I do and then sent me a few tracks. But it turns out that a dodgy builder had put an internal door on the external wall of his studio, which has swollen up and he can't get into his studio. But he's promised me we'll do something in future. I thought, how, how tragic is that? That like you've got an amazing artist who can't get into his studio during lockdown because a dodgy builder's installed the wrong door. Wow. And then I guess if you break that down to get in, then you won't have a door. So you, yeah. you've got to keep it shut. Wow. Well, it'll stop the damp and the wind getting in, but wow. It, it gives the term lockdown another meaning. Yeah. Lock up. <laughs> Yes, I suppose it does. But Andrew pa Andy Partridge, I think XTC are genii or genius even. I went back and listened to some of their stuff based on my conversations with him. And I, I love English Settlement and Ball and Chain, particularly that synth, man. Uh, and yeah, I, I was like, the production's just still staggering. Non Such is one of my favourite albums. And I remember because Gus Dudgeon, who did a lot of Elton John stuff, worked with uh, Andy Partridge. And, and they made something very special. But um, it was he's widely quoted as saying he would never, ever work with him again. Said <laughs> it was a nightmare. <laughs> Cause <there> was, <laughs> because it, I, I think that's just, you know, just the way it goes. But sometimes that happens. But they made some, the songs on it are just oh, absolutely brilliant. Oh, what's he that? sent me that. Planet England. He sent me that, and that's Robin Hitchcock and him and Planet England, and he said basically Tron is just like all over it everywhere. Ah, interesting. So there you go. Final so you sure he's not in a, very, in a very roundabout way just getting you to make his voice as a Tron patch so that he can use it himself? <laughs> Dude, I'd be completely happy with that. In fact, he said, he said, I'll give you a load of vocals, what, you know, because he's, he's not far, he's in Swindon, isn't he? So... He said, "You know, when I'm when I'm when everything's sorted and when we're back to normal, whatever that may be, uh, you can come down and we'll just do loads of vocals, and loads of guitars, and you can do that as a pack." And I'm like, "Oh man, I can't wait!" There you go, brilliant. And uh, of course, Yo and Nevo, thank you very much for joining us as well. Uh, it's been a pleasure, and I hope you get your uh, I hope we get your stuff back, man. It looks like they cleaned you out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now I still have access to my studio, fortunately, so uh, no, no door issues at the moment. So. Excellent. Are you sure it's not just a backdrop? I'm pretty convinced you're just like white screen, green screen. It's just a wallpaper for the synths, right? There and that go. thing lately, <laughs> when all the politicians are being interviewed on TV, and they've all, it's like compulsory to have a library behind, and they were yeah. trying to judge people's yeah. intelligence by the amount of books they have. I'm sorry, Yoad. 
Yeah, I'm never going to make a politician. <laughs> oh, well, you. what a great way to end the show. Thank you very much, everybody. Okay, well, we'll all see you. We, we go to our celebrity squares and we can do our switch off and we can head off into the sunset. Oh, wow. thank, thank you very much, everybody. We'll see you all next time. Bye-bye now. Yeah.